Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mixed Up with Mary and Monty, episode 21. I am Monty. And I am Mary. How's everyone doing today? There's no one in the house with us right now. So, <laughs> I can't. Wait, it's just, I can't hear them. No, I think can you hear them? Okay. It's, they might be tired. They might be tired. So we've talked in the last few episodes about, you know, kind of Arizona things, right? So we talked about, like, the heat, for instance. We did a whole episode on heat. The episode before that, we talked about our best of the year so far. We're kind of getting a little bit more comfortable and back into the swing of really kind of digging through the crates, if you will, of yeah. music. And today's topic is has been entitled Favorite Featured. Famous Featuring? Famous Featuring. <laughs> I totally messed that up. Okay. <laughs> Pause. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Cut. Famous featuring. <laughs> Today's episode is entitled Famous Featuring. <laughs> well done, Monty. He Thank came you. up with the name, by the way, guys. He, and then he just forgot. <laughs> I just forgot about <laughs> it. Whatever. So, I'll forgive you. What is Famous Featuring about? Famous Featuring is basically our favorite songs or noteworthy songs that feature, feature great guests. Yeah. That compliment the song lift the song to another level and we've kind of broadened it a little bit it doesn't necessarily have to be a straight feature it doesn't have to be a with it some of these that we've picked for this for this session have been songs that you may not have known that there were some pretty famous people on these tracks but nonetheless they've they've utilized their skill to transcend the song for someone else improve it we see this a lot in hip-hop i think when we first introduced this i think we both kind of went straight towards like okay let's think about all the featured guest rappers on songs and it's surprising when you start to look at the amount of music that's out there and the collaborations that have been done and the kind of people that are working with other people mm -hmm. it's amazing to see it's surprising to me, actually, when I was kind of looking through some stuff and researching things, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that person's on that song. I was, like, completely shocked with some of them. I think that's kind of a – that's a dream situation, I think, as a musician or a performer. I would love to be, you know – one of my dreams was always to be a backup singer or yeah. somebody that brings – I like being uh, second in command mm -hmm. or that person that helps the leader – make it happen or yeah. just make it that much better uh, collaborations and what we do you know we oh, can't yeah. do this alone if we were just talking about ourselves we'd be pretty well you're not boring <laughs> <laughs> i caught myself there <laughs> but when we have guests and things talking about the christmas episode and yep. those kind of things are really fun because it takes a village definitely <laughs> you definitely. know what i mean and but it, like you said in the hip-hop world that's immediately where i went because there's so many that's a platform in hip-hop you know to really bring in an artist kind of foster an artist yeah give them that platform to really shine and then then their career goes from there how many oh, yeah. times have we seen that with you know introducing kid cuddy or whatever whoever it might be and like you said, the collaboration thing. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's if it's you almost surprising. Didn't put California in there. <laughs> I will be sad. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, that's like immediately. I just thought about Tupac and yeah. Dre, and mm -hmm. you know, together. I mean, and there are there have been some where 
when it finally happens, you're like shocked. I mean, I remember the first time I saw like Jay Z and Nas on an album together, and it was after their feud. You know, to see them have a album where they went back and forth, I, I remember thinking that was amazing. And sometimes, yeah. and I'm, this is maybe a little shameful to say, I have bought albums based on who is featured on those albums. Well, that's the idea. That's yeah. what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like introducing another artist out into yeah. the world because you want to hear more is a, that's I mean, just it's natural. Almost, it's yeah. almost surprising to come across a, someone who doesn't have a, a featured artist on their on their album. It's a It's a formula. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you branch out into different areas. Um, the other thing about this, picking the famous featuring, there to me there is a fine line, you know, this isn't duets. Yes. This isn't a duets collection. Correct. You know, well, well, while we could totally do an awesome duets one, which we haven't done, Yep. by the way. Not yet. So, anyway, so we should really do a duets one, Monty. We should. this leads to, featuring leads to duets, and because... I was trying to figure out, you know, it's always funny with duets who the major artist is, mm-hmm. you know, like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, Islands in the Stream. Whose Jay-Z album is and, that on? Jay-Z and Kanye West. Kanye West and Jay-Z. I say Jay-Z and Kanye West. Well, The Crown, though. Mm-hmm. Who's, whose album is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Run the Jewels, yeah. is. Could you be, that would be Run considered. Run the Jewels is a band. You think so? To me, they are a band. Yeah. yeah. All right. They have two excellent members, but they would call themselves Killer Mike and LP. If they were, if they if were, they were just gotcha. getting together to do something. I hear. I hear but you. Run the Jewels is a band. Yep. Run the Run the I Jewels. Agree. Run the. <laughs> so, famous featured is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's get it going. <laughs> okay. Mary first. <clears throat> so I chose wisely i think on my picks for this day and this particular feature and just saving you all some time because i've talked about this song three times before i'm not this isn't an official (laughs) in the mix today but i do want to recognize queen and david bowie's under pressure yes because i'm not mary pappin (laughs) and i can't even say it i'm not myself if i don't pick this song somehow with a featuring artist but Having said that, I'm going to go into my proper list now, and my number one being the Beastie Boys with Santi Gold, featuring Santi Gold. Featuring Santi Gold. This was on Hot Sauce um, Committee Part 2. This came out in July 2011, and the thing for me with this song, other than the fact that it's really fucking awesome, and I love it, and the video was incredible, like stop motion yep. awesomeness, this is from the last Beastie Boys album, and this was the last single ever released from the Beastie Boys, and so it, it pulls at my heart in very many ways. Um, it's bittersweet, but the other cool thing is that there was no female ever, ever featured in a Beastie Boy. I mean, Kate Schellenbach from the original Beastie Girl is on the first album, yeah. but vocally, Sandy Gold is the only female to ever be on a Beastie Boys record or album and if i'm wrong out there you you beastie fans you could tell me but <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really good song it's female artist last from the beastie boys that we'll ever hear uh, let's go you are caught down by the skin you're in in a bind now your thoughts go to 
listen to it really loud driving 70 miles an hour too i bet i bet i uh i didn't give that that album a whole lot of attention when it first came through um yeah that's the exact opposite for me i mean uh i think i've worn it out it's 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 almost i mean in a weird way it's my favorite beastie boys album yeah um just because it was uh we had waited so long and Mm -hmm. then it's final album and it was it's terrific it is <laughs> from it's, front to I back mean, it's really good so. like Nas is on there there's a featuring mm-hmm. Nas song yep. you know that's I think the first one I went to I, I on Probably. that one because I yeah. uh one song that didn't make my list this time around is but it did make my honorable mentions it was the uh off of ill communication get get it together featuring q-tip yeah and, that, uh, that was I was trying to figure out because I was thinking about the beastie boys and who they featured and it's Santi gold Nas and q-tip uh-huh that's it. Yep. That's those are the only three people that get verses other than the Beastie Boys, which is pretty impressive. That's a, that's a that's a lot of respect for those rappers. Yes, you know? exactly. So, I always tell people like if there's a big group of people who all have a time on the mic, like I always think about like uh, like Tribe for mm-hmm. instance, right? They're three fantastic lyricists. Why make room for someone else? And when they do make room for someone else, I'm always like, that's a respect There's thing. For, that's for a reason. <laughs> that's a respect yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. So my first pick uh, was the first featured, famous featured I thought of when we talked about doing this. It was very easy for me to come up with because I tell people that I remember the video playing on MTV nonstop. I mean, the entire summer. And I remember thinking to myself for the very first time, I'm like, this is better than what was on the album. The album I got was Method Man's To Cal, 1994. Solid album. I Came to Bring the Pain, you know, was like my jam off of that album. And I skipped many, many times, uh, you're, or I'll Be There, You're All I Need. I always skipped that song. It was like, ah, it's okay, you know, it wasn't bad. Wasn't hip-hop enough for you? Until Mary got on. <laughs> Until they remixed yeah, it. MJB. And they put Mary J on it. MJB. It killed that song, and it changed. I, I tell people that was like one of the, the step, the stepping stones for what hip hop was doing at that time, where R and B and hip hop artists started to collaborate and mm-hmm. change back and forth. I mean, it wasn't too long after that that ODB was featured on Mary on the Mariah Carey yep. song, and then b- before he knew it, everybody was doing that, and now it's commonplace that you see oh, that very, happen very so common. often. Yeah, but uh, you're all I need, Method Man featuring Mary J. Isn't on the Tikal album, so don't go run out and grab the Tikal album. It's a remix version, so you're gonna have to do a little bit of digging. Well, 
you don't have to do any digging. You just have to type it in and you'll find it on your <laughs> streaming site or something. You have to but, do yeah. keyboard digging. <laughs> but back in the day, you know, we used to have to get the single. We, yes. have to, we yeah. used to have to do some, do some digging for that. You had to that. find the maxi single or the import single. That's right. Probably the import single first and then maxi. You had to become yeah. very, very good friends with your record store people. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you'd have to ask for a special yeah. order yeah. sometimes. But uh, yeah, this song, I tell people this is the first one that came to mind when, whenever I it's think a great of one. great yeah, collaborations. It's a good lead. And, uh, you know, I'm a Mary J fan. So. And I'm a Mary J fan. Here we go. Shorty, I'm there for you anytime you need me. For real, girl, it's me in your world. Believe me, nothing make a man feel better than a woman. Queen with a crown that be down for whatever. There were few things that's forever. My lady, we can make war or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no frontin'. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. Now that's real to a brother like me, baby. Never ever get my cootie away and keep it tight, alright? And I'ma walk these doors so we can live. In a fat ass crib with thousands of kids. Well, like, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we be living in the effing lap of luxury. I'm realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me, but you did. Now I'm going all out, kid, and I got mad love to give you, my nigga. I mean, Mary J's vocals. Yeah. Um, what else was she on before that, though? Wasn't she on somebody else's? Mm. I mean, did she have a did she ever have a connection in, to Biggie, or was it just Faith with Biggie? No, just Faith with her. I think I want to say that they may have did one together. I'm, I'm not exactly sure though. Hmm. I'd have to that have to take some research there. Okay, there's the Google machine yeah, if know, you need right? to to find that. Um, speaking of amazing women with incredible voices that have influenced so many people. My second track is Beyonce. Oh, yeah. With her husband. With her husband. Jay-Z, who was then her, I really like this guy, but we're not really dating, and we're not telling anybody if we're dating. (laughs) (laughs) But as soon as you saw the video or heard the song, you knew the chemistry was on. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately. Mm -hmm. They had such a good dynamic together. Um, And I do appreciate the fact that what we're talking about. So you go with Method Man featuring Mary J. Blige. So this is Beyonce, the female in the lead, and a rap mm-hmm. bridge uh, solo from Jay Z. So talk about that difference. What year was what year was Method Man and 94, Mary? So ninety four, and then we fast forward to two thousand three, and things have flipped. And who better than Beyonce, the Queen, Queen B, to yep. be like, this is my jam, and my husband's on it featuring. Yep. <laughs> so, and this was on her solo debut record. So we're getting her right out of, right out of Destiny's Child, yep. and she is strong. And we're all like, "Ooh, girl!" All right, yep. <laughs> so I chose "Crazy in Love." Prepare to move your. <laughs> Look at so crazy your love. 
Coco, Young B and the ROC. Uh oh, OG, big homie, the one and only. Stick bony, but the pockets is fat like Tony. Soprano, the rock handle like Ben X2. I shake bonies, man, you can't get next to. The genuine article, I do not sing though. I sling though, if anything, I bling yo. Star like Ringo, wall like the Green Corvette. Crazy, bring your whole set. Crazy in the range, crazy in the range. They can't figure them out, they like, hey, is he insane? Yes, sir, I'm cut from a different cloth. My texture is the best firm chinchilla. I've been dealing with chain smokers. How do you think I got the name over? So crazy, so crazy. <laughs> I sound just like her. That was it's... Beyonce, everybody. <laughs> Have a good day, Beyonce. Peace out. She only show up for one line. <laughs> So, yeah, the, you look at the collaborations that Beyonce has had with people. You look at the collabs that Mary J has had with people. It's amazing. Like, I mean, we were just talking just a second ago about Mary J was with Biggie. Mary J was with Jay-Z. Mary J was with, I mean, with Ghost Smith & Wesson, with Ghostface, with yeah. you know, all these people. I mean, Mary, really, Mary J really entrenched herself in that group of artists. I think kind of the same way Beyonce has. I mean, now... I think now Beyonce is in this moment where she kind of has, I always kind of compare Beyonce to Kanye, yeah, where Beyonce can, can do like whatever she wants to do right now. Well, you know? I mean, Jay-Z. Yeah. I mean, she found her equal in life yep. and in artistry and entertainment. It's a really, that relationship is something. I mean, Lemonade, if oh, we fast forward yeah. to 2016 and what Lemonade is about and what people speculate it's about mm -hmm. within their relationship and infidelity and, I mean, and he's on the album. Yep. So it's not. I can only imagine the the dynamic of being Beyonce in a relationship, dealing with things, and she gave it back to us. So, yeah. Which is nice. Totally. She made lemonade out of the lemons. <laughs> 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 she wanted me to say that. She, she she phoned it in. Yeah. She totally phoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> so. My next pick is from the 1979 self-titled album by none other than Chaka Khan. Chaka. 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 Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. The song that we're going to listen to is basically a all-star lineup of people who help make this song come to life. You won't see a featuring on it, but when you do a little bit of digging, you'll realize the kind of people that were involved in this song is ridiculous so 1979 chaka khan coming out with her album written actually her the song off of it that we're going to pick is called i feel for you written by prince one yep instrumental by stevie wonder there's two intro by melly mel there's three that's i mean you think about at the time 79 these are not only artists these are in in a respect except for melly mel in 79 we wouldn't know what melly mel would end up being in terms of what he helped with for hip-hop but he's an icon now stevie already an icon yeah, stevie was pretty established prince obviously a prodigy yeah. if you will yeah. at that time now a genius i mean you look at you, those three people on this track and it almost sounds a, a little mean to say but like chaka gets a, maybe not maybe doesn't get a whole lot of credit <laughs> for being in the song but chaka and what she did with rufus right is amazing yeah she had established herself already as yeah. like a funk queen totally and that voice is undeniable 
Yeah. And to have Prince in 79, because Prince released his first album in 79. Mm-hmm. And, and this song is on Prince's original mm-hmm. 79 Correct. album. Yeah. This and, song by Chaka Khan has not come out until 84. Correct. Yep. And then, like, thinking about the way Prince talked about her version and how much better, you know, he respected and said, hers is better. Yep. So. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, 84 <laughs> comes around, you know, and Prince by this time, you know, has what? Three oh, albums? he's owning. Or four, well. 84? 84. He's on Purple Rain is his, only his third or fourth yep. album. So, and that's 1984, well, 1983. Yeah, 84, right. Yeah, yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah, but, 1984 is a perfect year in film and music. Oh, yeah. Like retrospectively. So with this falling right into that line. Because he has For You in 78, Prince in oh, 79, yes. Dirty Mind in 80, Controversy in 81, 1999 in 82, Purple Rain in 84. Oh, so he's already at six albums in at uh-huh. this point. Yeah. And he's a whole different person. Completely. So, <laughs> in yeah. in six years, mm-hmm. a whole different person. Yeah. That's crazy. But to go back to Shaka and Rufus, I mean, that that right there to me is such good... 70s funk. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, that whole dynamic with what Chaka was doing with mm-hmm. that group is fantastic. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, here is the star studded I Feel Chaka, for Chaka You. Chaka, Chaka Khan's 1984 Chaka album. Chaka Khan. Enjoy. Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan. Let me rock it, that's all I want to do. Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Chaka Khan, what you tell me, what you want to do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do. I want to love you, want to hug you, want to squeeze you too. And let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka. Because you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I want to rock you, Chaka, baby, because you make me want to scream. Let me rock it, rock it. Chaka Khan. I love Chuck, that woman. Chaka Khan. Um, yeah. Um, I'm Day, sorry. What, did you Day? say you want to be on the men's gymnastics team? Is that your dream? Men's gymnastics team was huh. my dream. I realized huh. very quickly when I couldn't even tumble. <laughs> which, which part? Or, or did or you, <laughs> which part did you find the you most said attractive? Dreams. Okay. <laughs> I know, but like, like you were like that guy's so manly. He's on the a, horse. The horse. Um, the horse. Those guys. Well, here's the thing. Okay, let's go back. Okay. <laughs> so one of my like guilty pleasure movies when I was little was this movie called Jim Cotta. Okay, Jim Cotta is a terrible, terrible B movie that combines gymnastics mm-hmm. and karate. <laughs> Okay. okay, and Jimkata. <laughs> it's called Jimkata. You okay. never seen no. Jimkata? No. It's it's Surprise. not. Don't get me wrong. It's not a fantastic movie by any means, but it's it's one of those guilty pleasure movies I used It'd to see. It'd get like a bronze. Oh yeah. At the Olympics, it wouldn't get the yeah. gold. And it had an Olympic gymnast in it. 
Kurt Thomas was in the, oh. was in the movie in the movie. Yeah, Kurt Thomas and Jonathan Cabot were both in the in the movie. <laughs> both of them. They were. Did you know that karate in itself is a event at the Olympics? Why they had to combine gymnastics and karate, I don't know. Okay. But it sounds like it made the movie better. And clearly, what what <laughs> clearly what yeah. fascinated me was the gymnastics part, not the karate part. Wow. <laughs> Huh. So, anyways, this so mo- that's your dream. That was my that dream. That was your Olympic tr- for dream. a few for a few days, of course. But <laughs> and I still watch both gymnastics competitions. I think well, yeah. I think what they do is amazing. Yeah, those girls are super bendy. That and the swimming sprints because uh, swimming sprints. Yeah, like the the huh. fast the yes. fast fifty you know real short ones. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm not a very strong swimmer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a very good swimmer, and uh, like I can swim, but if you need me to like swim for long periods of time or swim very fast from like one spot to another spot i'm not gonna probably get make it there right. well that's too bad Monty. story time I mean, story time story time <laughs> so uh my wife and i went to hawaii and we were snorkeling and they told us to stay away from this like this funnel you know that from the coral reef because you could takes, get sucked uh, away you get sucked away yeah. right and there's certain times during the day that you could be out there in that area. Catch but the riptide and you're gone. really wanted <laughs> to see some of the turtles that were out there. So I'm swimming, like, looking for the turtles. And Tammy says, we got to go back. And she goes, okay. I said, let's go. And I could feel the pull of the mm-hmm. tide coming in. And she just took off. And my wife is an exceptional swimmer. She just bolted. And I, I kept looking up. And they kept saying buddy system, right? <laughs> That buddy system was done in a few seconds because she was gone. Oh, no. Tammy totally ditched you. And, and I was like, like, good luck with the turtles. And I'm trying to swim, and they tell you like to swim like, a, you know. Yeah, you go diagonal. Yeah, diagonal yeah. to it. I don't, n- nothing helped. This is it's, a PSA. Go it diagonal. Just, it just felt like I kept like going further and further away. So finally, I was like, I'm just going to go on my back, and I'm going to just stroke this out, you know. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I finally got back to land after Tammy had been there for probably five minutes. Oh, and goodness, I, I thought I was swimming as fast and hard as I could. Nothing helped. So It's really scary when you get caught in something like that, though. If you're a you're bad like, swimmer, oh. if you're a good swimmer, then fine. Because mm-hmm. Tammy clearly had no problem with the, the, the tide because she was back there chilling out on a blanket just waiting for me to come home so what you're saying is the olympics 2020 probably not going to happen for you probably not in the swimming department probably not gonna happen for me (laughs) if they have like a mixtape olympics i think we'll be we could be there we could be there mixtape olympics we could challenge we're going for the gold yeah i think that's a great idea i should probably uh show the gold standard of featuring <laughs> <laughs> um to to uh, to even i should get back to what we were talking about yes you should get back to what we were talking about <laughs> oh i'm full of cheesiness uh the beatles um they were a band from liverpool very popular very prolific who the beatles they're oh. from liverpool they, they were together about 10 years okay and they put out a lot of albums okay they didn't feature any other artists besides the four of them okay there were variations of the band early on but then there was just four of them okay they have a producer and then they had a manager mm-hmm. some might call them the fifth beatles but that's not really true okay so on their last album let it be when did that come out that came out in 19 
69. Oh. Because they were only together for 10 years. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> recorded after. There's an interesting thing with Let It Be and Abbey Road, you know. Okay. Recording-wise, they were oh, yeah. recorded mm-hmm. in different order than, than, we, than when they were released. So Let It Be is my my favorite of the latter. Love the If I have to pick a second half... But anyway, I, I digress. digress. I'm okay. teaching you about this new band, and this, I should probably—it's it's right. probably too much information for you right off I'm the bat about a band like this. I'm overwhelmed because there's a lot you should learn about them. And <laughs> so they never featured anybody except for Mr. Billy Preston, yeah. who is an incredible musician. Um, I, how can I express how great Billy Preston is? His piano skills, his voice, oh, very soulful. Billy's amazing. Um, and this song is like is get back so this is literally the only Beatles song and it's the Beatles with Billy Preston not featuring Billy Preston is with because they have so much respect for him and George Harrison has said he's the fifth Beatle that's that's the highest praise oh yeah you know that you can give someone I believe everybody that played with them Clapton of course Mm -hmm. which Monty tried to talk me into and I was like fucking slow hands not (laughs) getting on my list he stole his girl (laughs) So let's let's not let fucking Layla Steeler in here. <laughs> anyway, so here's the Beatles. <laughs> Get back. Recognizing that the organ in oh, Get yeah. Back, his style that added to it so much, and um, thank you. Thank it's one. You. It's one of the. It's one of the. Thank the, you, Billy Preston. It, it really is Billy Preston, like being himself, but mm-hmm. also trying to be the Beatles as well too. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it's fantastic. He brought that. I see him as like a counselor almost too. Yep. Because it was so close to the end. Oh yeah, totally. So for my pick, we uh, go back to we go in the past again. We featured this artist quite a few times on this podcast, and uh, we're going to feature him today on a song. So this is the Killers and the song "Tranquilize," which features none other than Mr. Lou Reed himself. This song was released in 2007. It was off of the Killers album Sawdust, uh, which was pretty much... It was an interesting album because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like, I knew it was coming, but I wasn't sure what it was going to be, and then the 
start the album off with Tranquilize and have it be kind of a heart, you know, gut-wrenching kind of song. Yeah, what I mentioned you earlier know, when you yeah. started playing it, I was like, I don't like this song very much, and it's surprising because I adore both the Killers and the... Mm-hmm. And I and I don't mean that I don't like it as a song. I mean I don't like it because I can't emotionally handle it. It does yeah. something weird to me. So it is like it, and hearing you and know, it's just like oh hey can I pull your tooth and I'll be like yeah I guess you're gonna have to but I don't want you to because it just makes me feel guttural. And so. it, it almost feels like you know when you listen to the Killer song it doesn't sound like a Killer's melody. It sounds like something no. Lou Reed would have made. Yeah exactly. <laughs> which is the the cool point. I mean Sawdust was an album. This is what they had the Joy Division cover yep. on as well, and mm-hmm. it was very much uh, late '70s new wave very um, much. homage and tribute. Yep. So to have both of them and it's like B sides, rarities, mm-hmm. covers. There's like yeah. a collection of all those from like when they started in like o two o one to like o seven. So Samstown turns ten years old this week. That's crazy. Yeah. That was that. I still love that album. Oh, I listened to it twice this week. Yeah, I listened to it that day on the anniversary. Is they announced their big, they're doing two shows in Las Vegas in October uh, to celebrate the Samstown release. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. I think you and I might have to go there. Let's do it. When Las Vegas? Uh, It's Halloween weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) I'm going. Okay. See you there. All right. Here's Tranquilize, everybody, featuring Lou Reed off of the Killers album Songs. Time it tells, living in my hometown Wedding bells, they begin easy Live it down, baby don't talk that much Baby knows, the baby don't tease me In the park, we could go walk and drown In the dark, we could go sailing on the sea on time close call was it love or was it just easy money talks when people need shoes and socks steady boys i'm thinking she needs me i was just sipping on something sweet i don't need political process i got this feeling that they're gonna break down the door i got this feeling that they're gonna come back for more see i was thinking that i lost my mind but it's been getting to me all this time Killers, everybody. I think that's the first time they've made an appearance on our podcast. I was thinking about it because I was like, how have I not put the Killers on one of my mixes? Yeah. Because I love that band so much, and if you can read my mind. I played the heck out of Sam's Town at, when it first came out. It was oh, yeah. working at this clinic, and they it, uh, luckily the owner of the clinic was really like a music-centric guy, and he loved like new stuff. And I introduced him to the Killers, and I remember we went across the street to Tower Records on a Tuesday, got the album, came back to work, put it on, it played the entire day. It was yeah. like one of the, like, yeah. I have it's really great musical sell. music, it's not music a hard moments sell. from that place. <laughs> That's really cool, though. The clinic director loved, loved new music, and he, yeah. he was a huge, like, who was his group? Oh, he, um, he loved, he was a huge Kiss fan, <laughs> but he loved, like, music that was in that vein as well, too, so he got, like, he's the one who opened me up to, like, get, Gary Clark Jr. Oh. for like the first time. I didn't really know who that was. And he kind of was like, you should listen to this guy. He's pretty awesome. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, G-Love. G-Love well and the Special Sauce, yeah. yeah. It was another group I was yeah. like, I'd never really listened to. And Yeah, G-Love's okay. Yeah. I liked the early 90s. Yeah. But that's the even stuff that, that he opened I'm me up like, to was the early stuff. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> I get it. G-Love is its yeah. own little group. You yeah. know? I remember I tried to yeah. 
there was another girl who used to work there who was a huge fish fan. Oh. Huge fish fan. Fish and she'd head? put fish on all the time in the afternoon and it like it was like almost booed off. <laughs> that girl. And then we Whoever had a, she is, she is brave. <laughs> we had know? a we had a guy there who was his three favorite groups, and please don't cringe too hard. Dave Matthews band, dispatch, and OAR. <laughs> Can you? He's white, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there. That guy's totally white. That and guy's from like Nebraska. Like from shining. Nebraska. <laughs> He's like reflecting the sun. <laughs> no, dude. But you know, I, I and I, I love I love people who have a passion for a band like who is like. Of course. And yeah. his passion for of Dave course. for DM was huge. And a lot of people. I, it was it was shocking. Like I'd never really come across someone who was like that big into like Dave Matthews Band at the time, and then he kind of turned me on to like how like how like big they are it was like a, a section of people you that no i idea. never knew about yeah and when I he mean, told me like how big these you know how these events were at these concerts i was like that's crazy oh it's grateful dead touring yeah level yeah. actually this week it's funny that you mentioned both of those artists because at work uh i was proposed with the question hey mary what would you rather listen to dave matthews band or fish so, yeah i was like Man. um Oh, why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> because we try to be fair to each other and play what we want. And, What'd you and say? I was like, ah, thank you for screwing me over on this question. No. I would take. Erase that part. I said Dave Matthews Band because uh, yeah. it's way more accessible. And I do have a lot of memories associated with it because I moved to Tempe in 1995. Yeah. And I started going to ASU in the fall of 95. And. If there is no more fucking Dave Matthews white place, totally. it is Tempe, Arizona, yep. ASU at 1995. Oh, yeah. And then I'm working at the warehouse in Tempe selling under you the table and dreaming like it was water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have a lot of memories and we, so, you know, we were talking about that and it turned into this whole like, I turned into a, a 90s afternoon yeah. where I did. You know, from there I went to Blues Traveler to Counting Crows. To no, no Counting Crows <laughs> that day. I tried to get out of that. I was just thinking like '90s white bands. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. So went to Fastball and went to uh, uh, wow, Space Hog. Space Hog. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Weedus and Weedus. all of these. It was a fun afternoon. Anyway, so. Um. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of another '90s band with all white dudes. Yes. It's the Foo Fighters. I totally just set uh -huh. myself up for that one. You did. Way better than Dave Matthews Band, though. I'm just going to oh, yeah. say. Totally. I want to just make that clear. I don't know if anybody out there really knows who's talking about the Foo Fighters. So. Oh. <laughs> this is a big one, everyone. <laughs> so we touched on uh, 1979 before with, with Mr. Rogers Nelson and that yep. song being written in 1979. This is the Foo Fighters with Fred Schneider of the B-52s doing Planet Claire, which was written in 1979 and released that day. Released that day. That year. That year. Um, so this recording, I've talked about the Foo Fighters and how much I love them doing covers and how it opened me up to a bunch of things. I already had known about the B-52s, but with them, with Fred Schneider in 2003, it was just a live performance, and yeah. he was in town, and they said, why don't you come up on the stage and we'll do this? And so... <laughs> It's just a really fun rendition and strange and dark.
Star. I I love Fred Schneider's voice. Yes. He has such a good it's voice. It's unique and undeniable. It, it'll never make you feel bad. Never. Never you know? make me feel bad at uh, all. It just makes you feel good as soon as you hear him doing anything. He could be like, hey, hey. Monte! <laughs> What's up, buddy? How's your day? <laughs> How's the roof? Oh, that's great. Rusted? <laughs> all right. On to the next one. We are going with another featured artist that you won't find on the album cover. But again, if you do a little bit of digging, you'll realize that this person was in the room, that he was on the track, and he did help with David Bowie's 1975 song, Fame. And we are talking about Mr. John Lennon. John Lennon wrote Fame and can be heard in the background singing accompaniment. Right? They wrote it together. Yeah, they wrote it together. Oh, along with, let's not forget, Carlos Alomar. And Harry Nielsen, I'm sure, was in the room. Yes. Or providing sure some kind of cocktail yep. or something to the guys. Because isn't this connected to the whole Lost Weekend? I believe so, yep. Where they're all sitting together and going crazy. Yeah. That's right. This is off of, uh, Fame was off of David Bowie's album, Young Americans. Uh, released in July of 75, recorded at Electric Lady Studios in New York. Electric Ladyland. Electric Ladyland, yeah. Let's, I want to go there. Can we go there? Let's do Can it. Can we record the next podcast there? I'll, I'll get on the phone with them okay. this evening. We'll get that, we'll get that the, going. The sound levels are going to be Amazing. Perfect. So... Next time you hear this, probably I would say one of David Bowie's most re- more recognizable songs, yeah. just realize that Lennon is there uh, providing what Lennon provides best. Yeah, in 1975, literally John Lennon is doing nothing except for hanging out in New York with his buddies. and yep. Hanging out with David Bowie. Yeah. Off of, you know, helping them make young Americans. <laughs> so here's fame, everybody. Alright, here we go. Damn. 
Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Woo! Fame, 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 fame. That's the part that John Lennon sings. Yep, that is. There you go, everybody. You didn't know that, I bet. Or maybe you all did. Maybe you're all like, this This Joker. <laughs> This we were talking about Carlos Alomar, though, and yep. how extensive his career is and incredible. Prolific. Prolific. Dude has been over. with Iggy Pop, Jagger, McCartney, everybody. Ridiculous. And Luther Vandross. Let's yes, not forget Luther. about Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross featured heavily on Young That's Americans. That's what started this whole rabbit hole of her ours here, because seeing Luther and hearing Luther on Young Americans and then... Um, and then the whole album or golden pretty, days um, quite a few or, quite a few tracks off that album i, I, I mean golden years golden years yeah. and uh oh, let's see what else was he on everything everything oh luther i'm gonna pour uh, one out for luther. luther um i'm uh how do i even so this next one is from the 80s the song that i've picked late 80s from the another uh band that you might have heard of called u2 and those guys. this is the rattle. Is this is from Rattle and Hum? This is you two with BB King, doing When Love Comes to Town. Um, we have talked about this album before, oh, and yeah. you know its influence as a film and as an album for me was very powerful. It's a combination that you won't see. You know, a documentary that's a performance, mm-hmm. like a live performance that came out in a theater, like it did, and then we just wore it out. Yep. You know, you could watch it over and over and over. Oh yeah. I don't remember another film actually like that where I've like worn out a documentary like that. I, I, I mean, there's yeah. none other that, I mean, everything else is kind of a joke, I suppose. 1991, the year punk broke. I've watched that quite a few times, mm-hmm. but that's about multiple bands, yep. not just Sonic Youth. It's, you know, but this, anyway. So th- one of the beauties of the, of Rattle and Hum and Joshua Tree and that whole era is them traveling around America and the, especially into Memphis and Nashville, but with a core focus in memphis because bono wants to be elvis and oh yeah the whole thing uh blues boy king our man bb king who, man. who we lost um last year last year and we did our tribute to him we obviously love him very much so having bb on this when i look back on it i think it's great but i'm sure a lot of blues fans were like what the fuck are you doing bb you know mm. you fucking sell out like yeah. But again, BB had 18 children to feed <laughs> and clothes, and <laughs> so I'm sure. But it's a great song. I mean, when love comes to town, I'm gonna jump that train. The lyrics of it, yeah. and it's collaborative. And when you're watching the film and seeing their, you know, they're very respectful of BB, and I think that's really cool. Yep. And and that was like a whole era too. I think Clapton was working with BB in the 80s, late 80s, and he had had a great career you know oh, yeah. he had a whole surgence going on at that time too so um i don't know what else i can say besides this is oh and it's youtube with bb king with officially it's a whiff it's a whiff
Woo! That, you know that breakdown is really good, and it's got everything signature that is BB King. It is BB King. It's his, it's his signature da, 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 da. on that. Yeah, song. like it, that's a BB song. And, oh yeah, you know. Switching gears a little bit and moving back to the world of hip hop, back to uh, 1996 and the debut studio release of a, a fairly well-known uh, rapper by the name of Jay-Z and his album Reasonable Doubt. I love this album. I think it's one of the best. Reasonable Doubt is solid from front to back. I think it's a goat. Yeah. I think it's a goat. One of the goats out there. The greatest of all greatest times. Greatest of all time. Yeah. I get it. In hip hop. In hip hop. Yeah. Okay. Don't go. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, let it be. I'm like, I'm not putting it on hey, that. Hey, did you just era. do that directly to me? Because I said, let it be. Never towards you. But what is even happening? Are we fucking fighting now? <laughs> Could you even do this? This is what I sound like. We're fighting. <laughs> That's what you sound like. And you <laughs> I guess. You're like, let it be. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to let this one go. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Let it be. Oh, thanks, Monty. <laughs> so you want to keep talking about your goat? <laughs> it's I, one of the goats. There are many goats out there. There are many goats mm -hmm. out there. But I do tell people that I I think that at the mm -hmm. time in '96 when Jay Z came out this album, Rockefeller Records, the, the height of East Coast West Coast. Or maybe not the height, maybe on the downward spiral of the height of East Coast, West Coast, but there's still people talking beef. about guns, people yeah. talking about being gangsters. Jay-Z does that as well, too. It makes it like a Scarface-ish kind of mentality. He is making it to the point where you're like, wow, you know, like selling drugs. Look at Jay-Z dressing that, you know, Armani <laughs> suit or whatever, you know? Yeah. He was really playing up this persona. And then, get me wrong, Jay-Z did, you know, has talked about selling selling before and being a dealer but yeah i'm trying to figure out which one is the one where he literally looks like scarface on the cover that's the american gangster american album gangster. Yep, thank the, you um but and this, where does that fall in american gangsters later on and i think american that's gangster way is later more, right yeah like 2000s okay um so yeah this this album comes out heavily influenced by the new york style at the time we got tons of features on here. Three notable features is the beginning of Memphis Bleak, who becomes like a very big, uh, a very big uh, Rockefeller Records artist. We got Mary J on the on the second track of the album, or I'm sorry, the opening track of the album, and we got Biggie. Um, this is his debut album. Correct. So yeah, Brooklyn's finest. That's. And he does look like a gangster. Oh, yeah. He does look like a gangster. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Gangster. So this is Brooklyn's Finest featuring Notorious B.I.G. Uh, just, I mean, this isn't even like Biggie stealing the spotlight. This is Jay-Z and Biggie going complimentary, yeah. but also being just monsters. Enjoy. 
Jigga Jay-Z Nigga, baby My bed style flows malicious Delicious Fuck three wishes Made my road to riches From 62s, gym stars My mom's dishes Graham chopping Police veer docking D's at my doors knocking Keep rocking yeah. No more mister Nice guy Twist your shit The fuck back with the pistols Blazing Hot like Cajun Hotter than even holding work at the days in With New York plates outside Get a body there Fuck your ride Keep your hands high Shit get steeper Here comes the Grim Reaper Frank Wright Need the keys to your innkeeper That's right Chill homie The bitch in the Shoney's told me You're holding more drugs than the pharmacy You ain't harming me So pardon me Pass the safe Before I blaze the place And hit six shots just in case Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls Nigga shit to draw Where you from? Brooklyn going out to all Crown Heights You don't stop Brownsville I can't wait for you to talk about your next album. I can't wait because let me just when I when I saw this on the list, I I cheered because I wanted to put it on my list and I told I told people I have never seen a new artist rip apart people on a on a track, on a hip hop track like this next song. Go ahead. Um, well, I mean, what more can I say? You just you just nailed it. <laughs> Destroys. Uh, I chose Kanye West featuring yes. featuring yes. uh, Jay Z. Uh huh. Okay, so that's what? How many mentions of Jay Z so far? Three this? so far. Four maybe. We four. had our first intro with uh, four. Yeah. Jay Z's all over our our all featuring over this today. One today. Um, so it's Jay Z, Rick Ross, Bonnie Vare, and the Almighty. Nicki Minaj. Amazing. Nicki Minaj's verse on this is a, what does she call it? A, f- a $55,000 verse? Oh, yeah. And worth every fucking penny. That girl, when when this comes on, I really liked the Twisted Fantasy album. So did I. It was 2010. Um, very transition year for me personally. And then, like, I think probably for Kanye. Because, like, Kanye making this album... Dark Twisted Fantasy had a lot of different aspects to it, and you know, and he's always been great about featuring other artists and mm-hmm. featuring up and coming artists. Kid Cudi, like I said, is yep. one of my favorites from him. Um, the whole good life, yep, thing. I'm not a fan of of him anymore. I used to be because I thought he was just hurt and yep. being young and. But I'm anyway. The personal and politics side and all of his dumbass shit that album and the way he supports artists is very i think important and yep. has changed a lot of things so anyway but here comes Nicki minaj i had never heard of her i didn't and that verse you're just like look at what you last saw like she is the monster destroys when she it. comes in destroys it's just... it i mean it, you got it's... you got jay on there and you think jay is gonna kill it and right? jay do, and he does and kill he does. it yeah. you know it's like but then when as soon that moment, man, the yeah. first few lines that Nikki throws out there, God. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read aloud the verse that Nikki Minaj do it. and I'm gonna do it in my white girl do voice. It. Let's but hear it. I'm ready. <laughs> Pull up in the monster automobile gangster with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that Tonka color Willy Wonka. You're gonna be the king, but watch the queen conquer. Like nice. that alone. Killed it. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brains. And this, oh, this actually came out in October, too, and it was called Monster, and so it was mm-hmm. the season, and it was very appropriate for Halloween and 
all of that. <laughs> and I'm going to start rocking them gold teeth and bangs. Because that's what a motherfucking monster do. Her <laughs> 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 dress from Milan, that's a monster do. But she's just incredible. It's amazing. And uh, recently, I don't know if you ever watched that carpool karaoke. Yeah. But with Adele uh-huh. and Adele doing monster. Killed it. Killed it. Anyway, go in and hit that verse. I'm going to need to see your fucking hand. Pull up in a monster automobile gangster With a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka Yeah, I'm in a tanga, color a Willy Wonka You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do He a dresser from Milan, that's the monster do Monster just every heel, that's the monster show Young money is the roster and a monster crow And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my Apologize, it was 50k per verse, not 55k. But spit, <laughs> spit hot fire. Woo! That that out that track still gets me hyped. Yeah, big oh, time. Oh, big time. Yeah, I it's love a it. Solid. I mean, how could you not? So look at what you last saw. Exactly. Look at what you last saw. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Where are we going? We're going to 1992. We We're going to 1992. Okay. Okay. This wouldn't be a proper. Well, this wouldn't be a list really, from me. Yeah, unless you had 1992 in there. Of course not. That's yeah, you're my kind year. of obsessed with that year. That's my year, basically. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I'm just starting to really expand into hip hop, and I think I told you earlier. Really? You know, well, not. You've remember, always I, been very expansive in the hip hop. Correct, but this is like I remember I told you I had parents who wouldn't let me buy yes. like any album that had explicit lyrics, so I'd have to sneak albums around mm-hmm. to get stuff. This was one of those first albums I remember getting and being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I've discovered something. Like <laughs> no one else is going to know about this, right? And I remember taking it to some friends. I was, gosh, I was seventh grade, sixth grade maybe at this time, right? And I got this album, and it was a single, and it was by a guy who had just broken up with his monster group before that. It was Dr. Dre, breaking up from N.W.A. First track off of his, or first track as a solo artist off of that album, came on a soundtrack to a film called Deep Cover, and it featured Snoop D.O.G. and it was called One Eight Seven. <laughs> I'm doing gangster. I'm sorry, you guys can't. I forget sometimes, but I'm literally doing like 187 gangster <laughs> hand things. So Monty thinks I'm hard. She's hard. She is. So, anyways, this album came out and it introduced the what would become the next three-year dominance of Dr. Dre and Death Row Records. Maybe That's even it. more than that. Let's go like probably more like six years out of that. You know, you got Dre, you got Suge Knight. Mm-hmm building this label snoop comes out does doggy style classic 
Dre already had his uh, Nothing But a G Thing album before The Chronic, before that huge album, right? But before those all had the features and before those all had collaborations with other people, there was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg on Deep Cover in yep. 1992. Yeah, I'm really glad that you picked this because I was like, how do we, how, we can't not include Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg because oh. featuring Snoop Dogg, that, that really, really, that launched him. That was, yeah. We wouldn't was know about Snoop and Snoop is a hip hop icon. Oh yeah, totally. You know, he's, I mean, and just the voice as well too he's more than just a hip-hop icon really i mean he's a he's an icon unto himself yeah here we go Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Creep with me as I crawl through the hood Maniac lunatic calling Snoop Eastwood Kicking dust as I bust fuck peace And the motherfucking fuck police You already know I give a fuck about a cop So why in the fuck would you think that it would stop? Plot, yeah, that's what we's about to do Take your ass on a mission with the boys in blue Dre, what up Snoop? Yo, I got the feeling Tonight's the night like Betty Wright And I'm chilling, killing, feeling no remorse, yeah So let's go straight to the motherfucking source And see what we can find Cricket ass cops that be getting niggas a gang of time And now they wanna make a deal with me Scoop me up and put me on their team and chill with me And make my pockets bigger They wanna meet with me tonight at 7 o'clock So what's up, nigga? What you wanna do? What you wanna do? I got the gauge of Uzi in my motherfucking 22 So if you wanna blast, nigga, we can buck them If we stick them, then we stuck them So fuck I mean, 1992, again, a very important year in Monty's world. Very. I don't know why I keep coming back to 92 as a huge year for me, though. We're going to have to explore this psychologically and musically and see <laughs> what like what happened that year for you. I was 11. Oh, that's a big one. I was 11 years 11 old. 11 is big time. Yep. 11. 11. There's my Cameron Crowe quote for the day. <laughs> 11. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's oh, that see. was, you're going to please, please edit out that. Mm. I was trying to figure out how to incorporate Dave Grohl more into the things I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. that my delivery was so dry and then I got you on that one. So in turn, <laughs> oh, my number seven track for the day is Queens of the Stone Age. Songs for the deaf, and if you've heard the album in its entirety, you know that Dave Grohl is on drums mm -hmm. like a monster. Like a monster, the guy owns this. I mean, for me, I had already been a Foo Fighters fan, and then was introduced to Queens of the Stone Age by the Foo Fighters because they were on tour together. So they had done Rated R. I'd seen them at Coachella. Well, I take that back. So this is 2002. I go to Coachella in April 2002. This comes out in late fall. So three months ahead of the release of the album, I'm at Coachella in Queens of the Stone Age country, in the desert, in Joshua Tree area, Palm Springs, and get to see Dave Grohl on drums, Mark Lanigan on vocals, playing with Queens of the Stone Age for Songs of the Deaf. And it was a, it was more, that was like a perfect I can't think of a more perfect place or era for this album in my life. Oh, and totally. in the, I mean, I was very, very lucky to have that experience. And 
So Mark Lanigan being another person that I've always adored, and I love Screaming Trees. Mm-hmm. So to have Queens of the Stone Age have two artists that I really adore featured, what else is there? You yeah. know, when you start playing this album, the other thing about this album is that it is a concept album about driving from L.A. to Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. which you're right in the, literally I'm in the area that they're talking about. And so the first thing you hear when you're playing this album is Dave Grohl. Come and dance with your friends. <laughs> you know, they're trying to find the, the radio station in the car on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's just a perfect era. And you can't deny this song. No. The drums are fucking incredible. So Amazing. Hit it, Monty. A song for the dead on songs for the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. I forget how good that album is. Oh, I, it's solid. I, yeah. I, I too remember solid. the day that I got that album and being like, God, this is amazing. Yeah. Just blown away by it. Yeah, the crowd we were in at Coachella, which it was insane. Yep. That energy. One of my all-time favorite albums, and I'd be... I'd be pretty confident in saying that there are a lot of hip-hop people out there who would agree that this album is the best, if not the greatest hip-hop album ever made, uh, is Nas's Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas, for what he did on Illmatic, I think displayed not only what a lyricist can do to the art of hip-hop, but uh, what he can do as far as like telling stories being an MC, you know, being all the different elements that come along with being a lyricist in hip hop. So it was very influential to me to learn all about Nas when I, when I first got that album. And as I started learning more about him as he got, you know, bigger and started making more albums, but to realize that his first, that him on that album is not the first appearance of him that he was featured on an album that came out just before that off of main sources album, uh, 1991 album, breaking Adams, Hmm. breaking Adams is this album that is largely regarded for its production, kind of creating that soul jazz influence that tribe was doing Mm -hmm. large professor is their producer who went on to work with Eric, Eric B and Rakim EPMD, and all these other greats along along with Nas and Diamond D, all these other these other artists along the way. 
and many people will sit and talk to you about how you know the production on this album is amazing i always go back to this and say it's the first time nas was on a record and the song that we're going to play today is live at the barbecue off of main sources album if for nothing more take the moment to listen to this song because if you aren't in awe by the kind of debut that Nas makes on this. If you aren't in awe by what this young man, I think at the time in oh, his in his like, teens, yeah, I was gonna say, late like 18, yeah, 18, maybe. 19 years old, is dropping mm-hmm. on this album yeah. with a very well-regarded group, with a very well-regarded group at the time, and for him to just appear on this album <laughs> and just destroy. Were they same same hood or our neighborhood like? Are the, they from the same area? Is that main source went after him after hearing some demos, okay. and they they grabbed him and brought him in to Ooh. do it, and that was the end. I mean that that was it. From that moment, everyone came to Nas's door. You know his album came <laughs> out very quickly after that, and I mean the the rest is history. And if it wasn't for this this moment with main source, I don't you know who knows if Nas would have ever had the opportunity to make Elmatic the way he wanted. This is live at the barbecue of the main source of the my rap's a trifle I shoot slugs for my brain just like a rifle Stampede the stage, I leave the microphone split Play Mr. Tuffy while I'm on some pretty tone shit Verbal assassin, my architect pleases When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus Nasty Nas is a rebel to America Police murderer, I'm causing hysteria My troops roll up with a strange force I was trapped in a cage and lit out by the main source Swimming and women like a lifeguard Put on a bulletproof nigga, I strike hard Kidnapped the president's wife without a plan And hanging niggas like the Ku Klux Klan I melt mics till the sound waves over Before stepping to me, you'd rather step to Jehovah Slamming MCs on cement Cause verbally, I'm iller than an AIDS patient I move swift and uplift your mind Shoot the gift when I rip and rhyme Rapping sniper, speaking real words My thoughts react like Steven Spielberg's Poetry attacks, paragraphs once hard My brain is insane, I'm out to lunch guard Science is crap, my raps are toxic My voice box locks and excels hey, like a rocket like that That's all! His voice box locks and excels like a rocket <laughs> That is pretty, I've never heard that Oh, I'm just saying, Monty, so thank you. That's a, I never oh, knew the introduction it. of Nas into the world of hip hop. They they set him free. I can't wait Main for source. I can't wait for the applause that I get from your brother. <laughs> sure. I guarantee I'm it. I'm sure he's gonna be very I guarantee pumped about it. that one. Yeah, the Illmatic and oh. the main source. I mean, how do I not know main source? Yeah. So that's I mean, why I'm here with you. And and you know, main source was in a huge group, but what and I, I tell you, it's kind of like Digital them, Underground. If oh, they would have, yeah. you know, that era. Well, they had or... Humpty Dance already. You know, they yeah. had the Humpty Dance, and the, and <laughs> yeah. they had already kind of been known for, but having another one, Tupac. Right, Digital Underground know? was yeah. Tupac, and then so Main Source with Nas. Correct. Like they're fostering these kids, young yep. people that have incredible skills. Yeah. What? It's amazing. I yeah. got I got schooled today. It's great. I literally got schooled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next song is my final song. And speaking of incredible verses, I mean, similar to the Nicki Minaj thing, but but more so because, okay, so I chose Gorillaz featuring Del the Funky Homo Sapien doing Clint Eastwood. I think we all have very vivid memories of either hearing this or seeing the video because the presentation from the Gorillaz was a big 
art piece animation. Yeah. We didn't get to see their their persons for, you know, we knew that it was Damon Alburn. We knew that it was Tina from Talking Heads, but but the whole presentation was to be a voice. And so the combination of having Del the Funky Compensapian come in and finally someone let mm-hmm. me out of the cage. <laughs> like yep. that, yep. just that, that delivery, everything about him in the song elevated it extremely. I mean, it's got the fucking super catchy hook, you know, yep. and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like bum, bum, there's so bum, many things going bum, on in bum, the song bum. that make it, uh, what it was and why it was such a hit and Dell had been around for a long time. So it's really interesting and I wonder how the connection was made. Yeah. Like how did Damon Almerd find Dell the Funky Homo sapien? Yeah. Like how did he become a gorilla? You know, mm-hmm. and it's but he lends himself so well. Like it's a cartoon character. Dell's always been very cartoon character to me. Yep. And so it's very appropriate for what, what year is this? This is two thousand one. Yeah, so spring, summer, fall, do you? Summer. Okay. End of summer, because I, yeah. I remember getting this album, and it was right before I started my like my school year okay. for college. And I remember picking this up at Zia Records, and I remember g- taking it poster? out. <laughs> I probably got a poster, yeah. but I remember thinking, of my, I got it because I thought it was a Dell, a Dell piece. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was Dell the Funky Homo Sapien and the, and gorillas? the gorillas. Yeah, I didn't know it was I didn't know the gorillas were their were their own group at the time. <laughs> I always thought it was a when I first because this is the first song I heard off of it. So I was like, this is Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Yes, exactly. You know? I, yeah, I had known that, and you know, Mr. Dabalina is one of those songs. Yeah. That's another goofy song. That's why like his diction and the way he speaks is funny, and so it lends itself to a cartoon. Yep. And it's funny if that's 2011 or 2001, summer 2001, we are about to be transitioned into a darker phase. So this is probably like the end of us all thinking, oh, everything's great all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a good summer jam. And it's pretty incredible, though. I mean, the efforts that were made by Capital and the whole presentation of the gorillas. So. Well, not to mention that, you know, it, this album came out just prior to Dell putting out Deltron 3030. Oh, which is true. Uh, you know, which is a huge album for Dell yes, at the time. Yes, that's a, that's a big, big album for him. That's him for and, sure. Him and Dan the Automator, you know, mm-hmm. coming up with that with yeah. that group. I I tell people a lot of times that Deltron Thirty Thirty is one of those albums that was like, oh my goodness, I didn't, it came out of nowhere for me, and it still like gets replay. And that's Dell, uh, Dell, Dan the Automator, and Kid Koala mm-hmm. on that one. That's collaboration mm-hmm. for sure totally. on many many levels, creating something new. Anyway, so, and still a great song. I yep. mean, I don't know about you, but if you get it. in your car and it happens to be on the radio or you hear it anywhere, you still like, boom, boom, boom. boom oh, yeah. Boom, I still know, I still know Dell's whole verse. <laughs> Hit it, Monty. Your lives through rust, so not his muscles, but percussion to provide for me as a guide. 
Y'all can see me now cause you don't see with your eye You perceive with your mind, that's the inner So I'ma stick around with Russ and be a mentor Bust a few rounds so motherfuckers remember what the thought is I brought all this so you can survive when law is lawless Feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember that it's all in your head that's the jam, man. I like that song. So to finish this off, uh, I could have gone a whole lot of different ways. I wanted to go get it together with Beastie Boys and Q-Tip. I wanted to go You Got Me, The Roots, and Erica Badu. I wanted to go Scream, Michael Jackson, and Janet Jackson. I wanted to go Bop Gun with Ice Cube and George Clinton. I wanted to go Scenario with Busta Rhymes. And I even thought about going with 4321 LL Cool J where Cannabis disses him on the final track. <laughs> I couldn't make a decision on any one of that's those because I think those are all great songs. So yeah, I decided to go with something completely original. Uh, I am a huge fan of this group, a Canadian group called A Tribe Called Red. They're a Native American hip hop group. They do instrumentals over traditional Native American beats. They have a few albums out and they struggle and I'll be honest the parts of the album are really good some of the parts sound don't sound as polished as they should but they kept kept going and they have continued to get better and their newest album that will be coming out soon was lucky enough to get some big features on it mm-hmm. one of the features is Yasin Bey and you're like who is Yasin Bey who is Yasin Bey Monty why don't you tell me well Yasin Bey is most deaf from Black Star, the fantastic Most Deaf Most from Def. many, many, many tracks, was inspired enough to be on these Young Upstarts album, inspired enough to make this his first appearance as Yasin Bey. It's terrific. You know, giving these guys a shot. And I wasn't exactly sure what to expect because uh, A Tribe Called Red has done nothing but instrumentals this entire time. So this album, they're actually getting rappers to come over top of it. I think they have a few songs with, with rappers in, in, involved in it, but most of their catalog is instrumentals. This instrumental off this song was called Stadium Powwow. And when I first heard it, I was like, that's a dope track. They need <laughs> yeah. to get a rapper on top of it. And I'm like, well, who are they going to get? Like, there's no way that they're going to be able to get anybody. Then I hear they got Yasin Bey, and I'm like, God, that's that's amazing. Perfect fit. And it's most deaf. Perfect fit. Per- it seems feels like a perfect fit. So here is uh, R.E.D. by a tribe called Red, featuring Yasin Bey, Narcy, and Black Bear. Hey, showing living by the Z code. What the fuck is Fleek though? Don't ask them. What do he know? What I forgot is better than whatever they remember. Never mind. I'm off it, it's quiet form. Time to put the temper tantrums to the quiet corner. Hush, that's enough, said the ruler. No suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, and stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm out there corny riot garments, top five. Dying on and on them, super fly, slicker, top bro. Eagle diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, smoky. Big chief heart rate, big beat, B E Y, I see straight jacket, come clean, big set it was.
was a dream. Now it's a living day. What's your one living case? Good stuff, man. I love I I I've liked the group for a while now. Having them have most stuff is like for me as like a supporter of this group and a supporter because they're native Native American group. To have a guy that I think is amazing. Like I love most stuff. I think that Black Star album is one of the best albums ever made. I've said that so much that it, <laughs> it's ridiculous how many times I've said the mo- the the greatest or best the album goats. ever made. The you got a lot of goats today. I love you know, and <laughs> part of again, like part of what I think makes these features so strong, and the reason why I kind of wanted to do them is I think it shows like potential for of the course. future. It also shows kind of what stardom looks like when it first hits what talent looks like when it first hits and raw talent and pure talent exactly something that impresses you completely that somebody else understood and is wanting to share with the world exactly we got the talents yeah we just need to feature somebody on the monty and mary podcast that's right we need to bring up some young podcaster young podcaster (laughs) (laughs) did you have any alternates for the uh for the list uh, well, like I said at the beginning, I talked about Queen and David Bowie. Yep. Um, Eminem featuring Dido. That's a good one. I thought that was a great um, female. Like, Dido at the time, I had already known her. And yep. so with him using that song, it just elevated her Yeah, You, you incredibly. forget about what Eminem could do for an album. I mean, Renegade with Jay-Z, uh, yeah. the stuff he did with 50, yeah, the stuff he him, did with Dre. Right, and know. flipping him into the featuring position. He's been on a whole bunch of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm not a huge fan of Eminem, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge fan of Dido, and I like that that yeah. introduction. Um, we didn't talk about Pharrell. Pharrell's I mean, Pharrell one, yeah. is... Everywhere. That home guy, that guy, like is on so many things yep. and he adds that little flavor that nerd flavor mm-hmm. that kind of smooth thing that he does yep. we didn't even fucking talk about the santana album yeah which is all features <laughs> we didn't you know? even get to make yeah. fun of it yep. well i guess i'm making fun of it now because it's a hot one it is a hot one it's like seven inches from midday sun kind of hot right now so but talk about like the ultimate of featuring albums yeah that guy made all the money off of other people totally. singing on his album, so that's a big one. I always <laughs> I used to laugh at that album because I'm like, we all laughed. What at that did album. what did Santana do? Like besides like, I mean, besides signature like, sound, yeah, that's signature it. guitar sound, and then everybody else writes the songs, but he gets all of the stuff, that's crazy. which is amazing. Maybe you know? that was a maybe that was a favor to Santana, oh, you know? <laughs> well, from these guys, monetarily, yeah, speaking, it was huge. I mean. He opened up a string of restaurants Huge. after, the, after oh, that as well, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Featuring E. coli. Featuring E. coli, <laughs> yep. Gross. Well, I, I talked about many of the features that, yeah, that are the quite a few. additional ones that I, I wanted to put on here. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, for those of you out there who are listening, uh, we always tell people to share what they like. If yeah. you think there's something that we forgot, if you think there's something that we overlooked, if there's something that you just want to talk about, Send us send us a message. We're on the FB. Uh, you can go to our, our blog spot and give us a comment there as well, too. We post these underneath there. Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a review on iTunes would be fantastic. Uh, you know, we are looking for opportunities to, uh, you know, uh, come up with new topics all the time. So if you have a new topic as well. Please send it over. Please send it over. Yeah. Um, anything else, Mary? 
as I shake my head. No. <laughs> that's not a that's not an audio. <laughs> it's uh, just like Monty said. I think we need feedback from everybody. Yep. We love it and adore you guys we, and all your support. I do want to give but, a shout out to uh, a couple of loyal listeners, uh, a couple of them that I have reached out and have uh, let me know of some changes going on in their world. And uh, our boy Stanley Bain, who's been with us from the very beginning, Hi, is uh, is uh, is making uh, the next move in his career. And I wish him nothing but the best. He's a great guy and has been a constant listener for us here. I uh, want to thank... Uh, Maddie Robinson and Jeremy LaCarney, who are we always talk about always. on here. Uh, Jeremy is doing fantastic, and I hope to bring him back in soon. Uh, I think uh, he has a great dynamic for us here as well, too, with yes. his knowledge of music that he oh, has. I was going to so. say uh, one of the things, uh, Emmy Lou Harris featured on the Desire album. Yep. That's another one. Yeah, one more cup of one. coffee. Really good. So that's for you, Jeremy. I just yeah. pulled that out. <laughs> and uh, everybody else that's out there listening, you know, we appreciate you continuing with us we appreciate the comments that you give us uh you know we we do this because uh we're two music fans that wanted to kind of share the love and passion for music and enjoy a couple of hours of great company hanging out the plus is that we have people who actually like what we do so (laughs) nice we appreciate all of you out there gratifying thank you very much for listening everybody my name is monty and i'm mary have a good one Yay!